the week. So when I get my hair cut, they wax my ears, they wax my nose, okay, and they wax my eyebrows every time I get my hair cut. Okay. I literally have one eyebrow, and I've had people trip over my nose hairs. Okay. It's embarrassing yeah. when someone trips over your nose hair. Yeah, that's that's not, cool. not cool. Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams. Then he, he said, I don't want to be a bum. He doesn't want to be playing and not be good anymore. And I I think that is a legitimate concern for him. And I think this for is for Rodgers. For the MVP yeah. of the NFL again this year? Right. Is he really really her. I think Aaron Rodgers should be in the uh, conversation as well for executive of the year. <laughs> Plus some fun with pop culture. Man, that might be is the round, the quarterfinals. That's the metal no, round. No, Wait, can we, do we get Matt, get, call Matt Hamilton right now. Because we got to find out. This is Sunday Karma. Well, all I can tell you is I picked way better than you throughout this, Ben. So you got lucky that I have a life and I couldn't get my picks in a few times because I clearly picked way better than you. Now, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studios at Radio City. The whole, uh, you know, Harper is the co-host. She hasn't been here in a year. She doesn't deserve that uh, love. She should get bumped. Here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Karmason. No Marquette game? We good? Are we actually on the air? We are on the air. We're good. Nice. Marquette played last night. That's a victory for both they and the Milwaukee Panthers last night. Uh, Not as fortunate for the Milwaukee Bucks last night. Yeah. First place Milwaukee Panthers, I believe. Yes, that is true. First place Milwaukee Bucks, I believe. Nobody worries about the Central Division anymore, right? Were you saying banners for that kind of stuff? We still do. Do they? Yeah, they hang banners for that. The right. 2001 one is really, it still stands out to me the most. The Central Division one? Yeah, yeah, that still stands out. Wait, do they really hang a Central Division banner? Yeah, they, they hang banner or they they put a, yeah. I got to look up there because, I mean, I know conference. I know your neck, it hurts to really look up that high. Oh, uh, yeah, know, when you're sitting in the there. arena, yeah. When you're sitting oh, on like I'm clock. sitting so much lower. You were sitting on the court side the other night. A little connect, yeah. I had a little connect. I felt like how it felt to be a VIP for once in my life. Yeah, I saw you in that owner's room. You fancy people, you? I didn't know they existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the owner. I thought it was the championship room. So it's the it's the owner's room. Well, it's it's it is, it's called the trophy room. Yeah, and it is uh, typically for the uh, governor and limited partners of the team. Oh, I didn't realize that's where I was. Yeah. I, I just thought it was a trophy room. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's fancy. You're I, fancy. I, I guess I am. I'm going to have to let my peoples know. So we just heard Myron Metcalf saying um, that the Packers, this is the year to just proactively not get held up and have Aaron Rodgers dictate what goes on with the organization. And this is the time to do it. Now, And we haven't been on. Right? We haven't been on since it all went down, right? Since Sunday Night Football. Since, since I told you what was going to end up probably happening weeks ago, but then I got like swooped into right. thinking it could happen. You know, like every year, you say you're not going to get hurt, and then you get in and get hurt. Now I know why you're not married. Like, right? Like, you, yeah. Like, your, your uh, sports fandom has set you up like that once you put your heart into something, it gets crushed. Yeah. So that's why you're uh, emotionally unavailable. I just saved you a lot of therapy. No, you re- you really did. You really <laughs> did. I hope my lady friend is listening to this. Baby, that's there it is. Craig yeah. just helped it's solve not his all fault, my problems. Right? It's not <laughs> my fault. It's the they, Packers' fault and the Bucks' fault and the Badgers' fault. Not hey, my fault. Bucks got theirs two years ago. Um, so he was saying that about Aaron, right? And I feel like you might be there too, and a lot of people might be there when it comes to hey, this is the time to proactively make the choice. Not just to stay and wait for Aaron to make a call. It's the right time to proactively, for the organization, see what Jordan Love has to offer and make a move. And I'm so far from there still. You know, where I am, and we'll talk about today's games and yesterday's games too, but... Focusing on the Packers, where I am is you're talking about the MVP in the NFL the last two times that award was given. And for me, I get that this season was a below average season. I'm just not going to believe that skills deteriorate that quickly. And I'm also not going to believe 
that because we saw Jordan Love execute a really strong touchdown drive or two against the Eagles when they were down three or four scores, that we know what we have in Jordan Love. And I'm also not ready to say that financially it's so, so, so much better because Jordan Love's already on year four of his deal. So it's not like you're going to have three years or four years of Jordan Love on a rookie contract. So, I mean, to me, I think the most important thing is understanding how you can construct a roster properly. It is what time you need together with those players on that roster to be able to do things properly and then going after and and doing it. So to me, I would make Aaron Rodgers priority one to have back. We've seen at all levels how important the quarterback is, right? I mean, it was USC, right? Like before this year. Yeah, Brock Purdy is so important. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be one. Okay, so let's look at the the teams who advanced yesterday. Um, Do we think quarterback matters? Jalen was a second round pick, so I would say that's a high value pick. I'm 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 not talking about Pat pick. Mahomes I'm saying, do you think Jalen? Do you think do you think those guys are top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now? This season, yes. Yeah. Yes. So the two two of the four teams that advanced have a top five quarterback, and then the winner of the Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow game, you could argue that is a top five quarterback. So three of the top four teams have a top five quarterback. And if you're going to try to compare the Packers roster to the 49ers, then great. Let's, let's pick the last pick of the draft and they could take us to the playoffs. If, if that's what you're going to say, roster construct, there's a similarity there. And, and if you're going to say, oh, well, if they didn't pay Aaron so much, then they would have that roster. I'm just not buying it. You know what? The Packers have had a lot of chances to bring in a lot of different guys and they have it. Uh, so, I'm not going to compare the Packers roster to the 49ers roster anytime soon. You could keep trying that one. Well, here's what I'm going to say to that, and I agree. But you said the top five quarterbacks, right? You talk about Pat Mahomes. You talked about Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. You talk about Jalen Hurts. Those are all top five quarterbacks. We had that guy for many years, and what did it get us? That's my whole, we, We've had that. We've tried that, and that formula continue is the reason why I'm emotionally scarred is because we've had that, and I have nothing to show for it except for one time in 2010, 2011 where I got to celebrate. But other than that, but it has been heartbreak after heartbreak with a top-five quarterback. It has, but that's like in any tournament you're going to be in. Only one team's going to win. And the Packers did not go all-in enough you know, when they had the opportunities. I think the Packers viewed it as we want to give ourselves a chance every year, and they felt like they were there. And I, I don't think they ever, you know, were aggressive, as aggressive as they could have been. And maybe that gave them extra length of the time that they can contend by not going all in. But, you know, so now when I look at it, I look at this and say, if Aaron is going to get another year with the types of players that were improving. And by the way, Aaron Jones may not be able to be a part of this, which is like crazy to say when he was the single best weapon that this team had and the best offensive player on this team uh, this past year, you know, including Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, Aaron Jones probably was the best offensive player on the team. And Aaron Jones didn't have his, you know, his best year, but he's still probably their best offensive player. I can't think anyone who's better. Can you, I mean, is anyone better than Aaron Jones? Ultimately, probably not, right? I mean, back half of the year, you could make arguments, you know, but for Christian Watson, but not for the whole year. And they may have to move on from him. But ultimately, to me, you are you are restarting. And I know J- you could say, oh, Jalen Hurts has only started a few years in Philly, and look where they are. I, I think the Packers, the way the roster is built and the way the team's built, if you're gonna if you're gonna start with Jordan Love now, don't you think you're you're looking at a rebuild? Well, the defense has some pieces. I just don't understand why the defense was so inconsistent. I have no idea. I think maybe the D-line has something to do with it. Kenny Clark played. He had some games this year. But offensively, you have some young pieces as well that you can put around Jordan Love. But here's the sad part. 
if you trade Aaron Rodgers and you start drafting offensive weapons, the weapons you should have been drafting for Aaron Rodgers 10 years ago, that's the sad irony when you had the greatest quarterback in the NFL, you didn't put the weapons well, around him. And I guess Jordan that's a good Love, point, right? You're, it's a good point of what you'd get for Aaron Rodgers at this point, which is interesting. So 800-990-ESPN, 800-990-3776. If you have the choice right now, are you moving on from Aaron Rodgers? Uh, you can uh, hit us on the talk or text line there, 800-990-ESPN. It's 800-990-3776. Now, for me, I know Aaron mocked it during uh, you know certain times of like, oh, yeah, th- you know, like those teams really benefited from having getting together in the offseason, you know, when the Packers would end up coming out and being better. I just don't agree with that side of it now. So to me, that's the bigger issue is I want Aaron Rodgers on my team, but I want an all-in Aaron Rodgers. And I think that that shapes the culture of your team and it shapes the culture of your organization, right? I mean, I think there's a uh, uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, you know, right? Like, oh, wait, what are you, what are you screaming about? Garbage. Sammy? I said they should have cut Sammy Watkins when he didn't come to practice during the summertime. They should have cut him then. Right, but your leader wasn't coming to practice then. And I think we said it at the time, Aaron Rodgers didn't need that camp, but all those other players needed it to be with Aaron Rodgers so that Christian Watson didn't drop that first pass from uh, from Aaron Rodgers. And I, I, I mean, I legitimately, we don't know, right? I mean, there's no way to know if Christian Watson p- catches that first pass against the Minnesota Vikings Right, if if Aaron Rodgers had been at camp, if he was, if he had had more time with him, if he was less nervous around him, all that, right? That that is a pass that very few receivers in the NFL drop, and the fact that he dropped that to me, in some way, goes back to players as Aaron Rodgers has become a bigger and bigger figure and had less and less continuity around his teammates, it being that much more essential for him to be around the team. So for me, it's two pronged. It's Aaron Rodgers should be the number one priority to have back on this team because he is a you know, four-time MVP quarterback who's won two of the last three MVP awards, right? He's, he's was below average this year, but he's won the MVP two years before. And that if you have the opportunity to have him properly around the players he needs to be around with his intelligence, he will teach them with the chemistry that's developed, they will improve that this becomes a significantly better team than it was this past year, just by nature of another year of experience, plus those guys getting the right time with the leader of the organization and the culture being shaped the right way. So it's not Sammy Watkins saying like, oh yeah, I guess veterans don't come in here. Uh, yeah, I'm a veteran. I don't need to be at camp. Aaron Rodgers isn't even there. That's the guy I need chemistry with. Well, what am I going to do? I could read my playbook at home. Shaking, you're just shaking your because head. I said cut him then. I knew he was going to be garbage from that very moment. Right, but he was. He didn't beat. But never you're had... talking about Sammy Watkins. I'm talking about your culture of your organization being shaped by your best player. It's too late. Aaron Rod- Aaron Rodgers does not care about the culture of the organization like that. Aaron Rodgers cares more about Aaron Rodgers at this point. That's what it comes down to. That is. That's what it is. Aaron Rodgers, like they said, going on. Going on uh, McAfee show to always talk and break news, always saying these inc- these these cryptic messages that we don't know what it's gonna do, what he's gonna do. Like at this point, a lot of us are just fed up with the fact that Aaron Rodgers. So then doesn't you're ready. Say- you're ready to say let's let's go, Jordan Love time. Aaron if you're Rodgers- the Packers, you're saying, hey, if I could get something good, if I could get a Russell Wilson esque type deal, type deal, you're doing it. Yeah, look, Seattle made the playoffs with a subpar quarterback, and I think Jordan Love. We don't know what we have, and that's why I said we should have benched Aaron Rodgers when he was hurting. He wasn't 100 percent because you need to know what you have. You can't keep playing this game. Brett Favre played this same game where he actually retired and wanted to come back, and we were mad at Brett Favre. Now all Aaron Rodgers is doing the exact same thing, but I believe he's older than what Brett was because now Aaron is 38, going on 39, or is he 39 this year? Yeah, he. I mean, I, he'll. Turn thirty nine, so I, I I'm with you, and and ultimately I'm with you on a timetable and not playing that game. But I'm saying if Aaron is willing to not play that game, then I want him. What changes? I mean, honestly, they gave him everything that he almost wanted last year, and he still didn't show up because he felt like he didn't need to, even though he lost one of the best receivers in the NFL. He had a tight end that was coming no, off no, injury. I'm and saying exactly that is changing. Hey, Aaron, 
we we want you and we want to win and you know we're all looking at what we could have done better this year and here's what we could have done better and here's how we want to give you your voice within the organization and if you're going to have this voice in the organization here's our expectations of you and, and I think it's very fair for Aaron to then say you know what that doesn't work for me and then for them to say all right let's move on we're going to we're going to look for the best deal for you are there two or three teams you'd want to go to? We'll start with those teams and try to trade you there. If we don't get the deal we want, then we'll we'll have to look other places. They brought in a quarterback coach that he wanted. Did Tom Clements, is that the name? Is yeah, that so, the Did that work? So the, the point is, right, like it's do you want Aaron under any circumstances? And my answer is I don't necessarily want him under any circumstances, but I want him absolutely in the right circumstances. I still believe he is more elite than – anything you're going to get to replace him this year, and that he has shown that he is still right there as one of the best players in the NFL. And just because, you know, he was playing again. Remember, Dak Prescott, how many weeks did he miss? Seven? Dak Prescott missed seven weeks, may have had the same injury, and had surgery. Like, Aaron Rodgers, maybe selfishly, decided to gut it out and, and play through his injury. And we don't know how much that impacted his uh, play throughout the, the back end of the year, but it had to have had some impact. So to me, if you have a chance to have a healthy Aaron Rodgers going into 2023 and he's committed to the organization in the way you want him committed, then I think you are so far ahead of the game. You are so far ahead of just about anyone. And you're looking at you know Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, an extra year in the system, hopefully more uh, chemistry and more of an opportunity to develop that in training camp. That's why, to me... I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Aaron. If he's all in on me, that's, that's how I'm looking at it. If I'm an organization, I'm all in on Aaron. If he's all in on me, 800-990-ESPN, it's 800-990-3776. Where are you? Are you ready to, uh, are you ready to move on proactively or, are you uh, are you holding on like I am to the Aaron Rodgers era? We will take your calls as we continue. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. With Craig Carmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. I've created a monster. Cause nobody wants to see Marshall no more. They want shady. I'm top liver. Well, if you want shady, this is what I'll give you. Sunday Karma continuing with you talking Aaron Rodgers. God, as I looked at the Chiefs, and I don't know, I feel like they were in the same spot as the Packers, right? Like where, and I get it, Patrick Mahomes might be a decade younger, but Tyreek Hill wanted out. He went out. He kind of did what Devontae Adams did. He put up ridiculous numbers and showed that he was good without Mahomes the same way Devontae, and not good, elite, all pro without Mahomes. Devontae Adams showed the same without Aaron Rodgers. But I don't know. I feel like the Chiefs approach things differently. I get it. The Packers drafted, uh, you know, drafted Watson and Dobbs. Chiefs did the same thing with like Sky Moore or whatever. But then the Chiefs also bring in Juju. The Chiefs also uh, in the offseason bring in Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And I'm not huge on him, but they're trying different people, right? And then in season, they bring in Kadarius Toney, right? The guy who ends up squeezing the ball on the onside kick. I just think the Packers, for some reason, are, are never willing to be as aggressive as the teams that do. Get over the hump, right? Last year in the Super Bowl, what did we see with the Rams, right? A team that had gone out in season and and made the highest profile offensive and defensive acquisition. I know OBJ ends up getting hurt in the Super Bowl. 800-990-ESPN. It's 800-990-3776. Now is your chance. Put it on the record. Do you, as the Packers, proactively move on from Aaron Rodgers or do you... Wait and see what he has to say. And and again, I'm I'm somewhere in the middle, right? I'm saying I absolutely want Aaron, but I would make sure that if he's coming back and he's going to be leading my organization, that he's doing it under the terms of 
the culture that I want to shape, you know, that I want to uh, trickle down from my leader. Let's talk to uh, Paul. He's a geomechanical engineer. You're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Paul. Hey, morning. Uh, yeah, I can't agree with you guys more, actually. Uh, but I'm not sure it's going to change, and here's why. Uh, last year, I wanted Aaron Rodgers back, you know, for this season. But then when he didn't show up for the offseason stuff, um, that's when I started thinking that he's lost what a team means. Uh, for example, what if we were to trade him? How would he feel if he shows up for the offseason workout? And obviously he would, right? And that kind of disturbs me as well. He goes to a new team, and he'd be showing up for the offseason stuff. Why? Because he needs to learn the new offense. But what if everybody who's already there doesn't show up to practice with them? Exactly. How is he going to feel going to a new team? Uh, well, these teammates don't like me or don't want me here or something like that. Well, we had two new wide receivers come in. How do you think they felt where they were putting in the work off season and he wasn't there? Right. And even if I, they I do completely it, think that, yeah, Paul, it's a great point. And even if they did think, Hey, I don't expect Aaron to be here. He's put in the work for 15 years. Don't you think there's nuances that he could have been teaching them, you know, that would have helped them learn it in a different way or would have developed chemistry in a different way? Absolutely. I'm with you on that, Paul. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so I think he's lost the meaning of what a team is, and it's gone to the business side, and that's why I'm ready to move on from him. I'm ready to get a quarterback that can lead us that would be knowing what a team means. Yeah, thanks so much, Paul. And uh, Kyle, you brought up Geno Smith, and it's such an interesting thing, right, because Geno was a top uh, pick initially, you know, a very heralded guy who some thought would go number one, like Aaron Rodgers, ended up not, but you know, seem to have the team concept down. And Aaron, I am so impressed with what Aaron Rodgers has done from a personal development standpoint, how he's been willing to question things about himself, learn stuff. You know, people joke about the ayahuasca and all that. I, I love that he's been on a, a journey of personal development. He's been willing to question uh, the norms on things. I have so much respect for Aaron in so many ways. But Paul brings up a great point. At the end of the day, you can't lose the aspects of team. And you wonder if in all of that focus, if he's not also able to dedicate the same amount of time to developing uh, his teammates around him. We'll talk to Jason Wildy about exactly that as we continue. He's coming up next at Sunday Karma, ESPN, Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN, Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. And Wildy is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Oh, it is always wonderful to catch up with Jason Wildy. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Craig. How are you today? Excellent. Um, so, Jason, I'm not ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers, but I am ready to move on from what we had the last few years. And I know this is kind of where it got with Brett Favre, right? Where it's like, okay, we want you, but you got to tell us by this date or then we're going to move on, right? Like this is kind of history repeating itself, but do you get the sense that the Packers are willing to say what I just did? Like, hey, we want you, but we want you if you can tell us by this date and if you're willing to show up to these types of uh, off-season things, because we believe the margin of winning and losing is so little that we need this, this, and this from you. So we want you back, but we want you back if you're willing to do this, this, and this. Yeah, so I think the timeline part of it is the one part where it's not following the Favre arc. Everything else, including getting to the point where you're questioning, is it really worth, is, is his play really worth putting up with him? Because certainly the Packers' previous administration, Ted Thompson ultimately decided, yes, it always was until Favre gave them the out of retiring. 
Um, I don't think the timeline thing is an issue. Like it, for a guy who always said he wasn't going to be Brett Favre, Rodgers has largely become Brett Favre. Isn't it like of one of those, Jason, I feel like it's one of those movies where like people know the future of like how they're going to die and like they're doing everything to try to not do that and then somehow they end up like and you realize you can't change the future. Like I, that's how I feel like this whole thing has been for 15 years. Predestination, yeah. yes. But I, I do think, I do think he's in a different spot in terms of the timeline. And I know last year, I went back and I looked through all the different timelines for Favre, and some of them were late. Some one was like I think draft weekend where he ultimately decided to come back. Um, you know, I think Rogers has basically set a deadline for himself of being having a decision before free agency. He followed it last year. I would anticipate he would follow it again. Which, year. again, that shows that he is caring about the team and the roster that's going to be around him and not setting the team back based on his decision, which I think makes sense. Is there a fair second point to be made to that? Okay, decision-making, then, he is doing in an unselfish way. Can you know? Do you think he's open to discussion of, about what time he spends in Green Bay in the offseason? I think he has to be because, and I thought, you know, Goody was very particular with his words when we talked to him both during the bye week and a week ago last Friday uh, after the season ended. And in both instances, if you really parse his words, like even the question of who gives you a better chance to win in 2023, Aaron or Jordan, he didn't ever say, who he thought did. He said, well, we're talking about a four-time MVP, right? And Jordan hasn't been through the 16, 17-game seasons that Aaron has. But he never actually said, obviously, Aaron gives us a better chance to win. In the same vein, he was asked about Rogers' participation in the off-season program. And while he didn't flat out say he needs to be here, he basically said, without saying it, he needs to be here. And there was one line where when he said it, I sat up a little straighter in my seat. And that was when he said, we invest a lot in these guys. We would like them to invest the same way in us. Because to me, that flat out said, we invested a lot in Aaron last year, and he didn't invest the same amount in us because he didn't come to the offseason. And, and of all the years, and again, this is one of the things that, if he comes back, I would love to ask him because there was never really the opportunity once the season started. You used to be the guy who swore by the importance of the off-season program. And then you had 2020 with COVID. You had 2021 where you were unhappy with the organization. And then you consciously chose to not participate in 2022 why did you suddenly decide that it wasn't as important well don't you think it it makes sense when you all of a sudden see that you win two mvps in years where you didn't have the offseason where aaron's like hey maybe i thought this was so important but obviously it wasn't i've just won two mvp awards without all this off with the same you know typical offseason workout yeah and 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 he won two with the offseason workouts and there was there was a middle ground I think to be ha- <clears throat> to be had, especially this past off season, right? Like this past off season, I think this would be Goody's argument to him. Oh, uh, and Jason, and I I look at it like if Aaron Rodgers is there, do you think Sammy Watkins is there? Yes, and Alan Lazard is there. Exactly, and all the Preston Smith is there, and all the guys that didn't have large ro- workout bonuses tied to being in attendance, but more, more, even more importantly than that. And I do believe that that is important. And I do believe that his absence basically told everybody else, I don't have to come either. But the biggest thing was he knew that they were going to, at, to some degree, maybe not to the degree that it turned out to be because he thought that Goody was going to get him more veteran wide receivers and tight ends. But he had to know that at least to some degree, those young guys are going to have to play more than previous young guys. And he, I, and I would say this to his face, I'm not saying it behind his back. He should have at age 38 at the time 
and with the experience he had and the knowledge of other rookie receivers' roles in previous rookie seasons as compared to what those two or three could potentially be in, he should have known better. He should have known that he needed to be there more than he was. And from, from helping them learn the offense to demystifying himself to them to just being around them and getting to know them, I don't know what it would have been, 5%, 10%, 20 I don't know. But it would have accelerated the connection that obviously was lacking. And by the way, you, you, the demystifying, you said, the maybe bringing the intensity level up of certain things, like the, the 5 or 10%, you think about the margin of error of win, winning well, and losing and how close they were to the postseason and how close they were to you know four or five losses, right? I mean, Aaron is such an intense competitor. He needs to see that, right? Or is he... I mean, you've been around him. Is he the kind of person who will find the reason why what he did is right? Or will he learn from what he did and want to take a different path if he feels like it was wrong? Wow. That is an outstanding question. Um, I, I would say this, and, and we, um, he and I went through a period where I, I didn't talk to him very much. During the second half of the season, we uh, started talking a lot more and corresponding more, um, still not to the degree that we had previously. But I would just say this, that I'm not, I can't, I can't confidently answer that question as to the prism he sees that through today. I would argue that in a previous incarnation, he was the guy who was always looking for better ways to do it and would also acknowledge, okay, this isn't better. This seems like a good idea, but it's not. And, and look, to his credit, you know, and you heard him talk about Favre many times, even before they had reconciled uh, at the NFL Honors event, what was that, 10 years ago now? Um, he took everything he could from Favre in both a positive way and in a I'm not going to do that way. Like, that doesn't, I don't think that's the right way to do something. He took technique things, footwork, et cetera. He also, you know, swore that he was always going to do his press availability at his locker. A small thing, but he's always in the locker room when we're in there. Like, it's just a totally, you know, that's one small example among many. And now I can't honestly answer your question and say that, no, no, he's not the kind of guy that would find reasons to justify that he's right instead of, critically looking at it and saying, you know what, maybe I didn't do this the way I should have. And the other side of that that I think is so interesting is I, you know, I, I don't mock Aaron's ayahuasca and all the other things. Like, I I love that he's willing to question things and personal development and all that. I'm, I've been very impressed by his willing to question authority, like all that stuff. But also in that, you know, maybe at some times you get a little too far away from the team, right? Like, you know, and both things are equally, you know, important, right? Him him continuing to evolve and develop and him being able to then impart that on the team. And so do you think if he's back, he's able to, you know, be that? Like, I mean, do you think he's too far removed or could he be back to that guy who's there the first day of training camp? Like, do you see a path to him being the Aaron Rodgers that, you know, that we'd all want him to be? Yeah, that's a great choice of words to the Aaron Rodgers that we all want him to be. Um, because I know he doesn't it. want, you know, he doesn't want to just be who we want him to be, right? He wants to be the unique individual he wants to question authority he wants to do all that stuff but when it comes time to leadership and being a teammate i think you know none of us as people who care about the or who watch the packers right are, are looking for him to do anything that's not you know true to his identity yeah no i agree and and at the same time i i do think the best version of him is the one that he has been you know we had lots of conversations about as he was getting older and as he remembered Favre. You know, one of the examples, I was just bringing this up with Tausch earlier in the week, and, and Tausch totally confirmed it, that in like 07, I wouldn't go so far as to say the locker room was divided, but there was a distinct group of young players, uh, Jennings, Jones, College, Spitz, 
um, that, quite frankly, they wanted to play with Aaron Rodgers. They were related to him better. They felt like he cared about them more. Uh, Favre was disconnected and distant. Uh, we all know about how he used Bob Harlan's locker in the staff locker room instead of dressing with the rest of the team for many years. Um, that was real. And the conversations that I would have with Aaron about that was how he had to make sure that he prevented that from happening to him. And, I, I, again, you know, I don't know that he's failed at that because, you know, he talks about uh, choosing – very deliberately who to eat lunch with and breakfast with each day in the cafeteria and sometimes leaving the seat open and sitting by himself to see who would come up. And Lucas Patrick told great stories about the different ways that Rogers really connected to him. And so I think he stayed true to that. On the flip side, I would, and again, I've said this to him to his face, so this is not backstabbing. I think he miscalculated his approach in, publicly criticizing the young receivers and the day that he went on McAfee and said that there were double digit mental errors all the time. And I mean, I just don't, I think he ruined Amari Rogers. I think any chance of Amari Rogers being productive that Aaron Rodgers largely ruined it instead of finding a way to help him be the best version that he could be in the Packers offense, which maybe that wasn't much. And maybe there's a reason why he went to Houston and actually did some good things for the Texans. Um, but I, I would say that I was disappointed that he didn't apply some of the same philosophies that I know he always believed in to how he publicly handled those young guys. And, well, and, and Jason, would, you're but, talking about him publicly handling them. Maybe if he was spending more time with them from the day they first got to, you know, training camp and, and, different OTAs and things, maybe they could react differently to some of that public stuff. Like maybe he was still doing a playbook that he thought worked because he thought he had relationships with players that he may not have been able to put in the time yet to actually develop. That's a great point. And and I'll say this, and this I did tell him, and uh, I think he acknowledged that I was right on this. Um, I thought he completely miscalculated whether or not guys felt comfortable approaching him after that, because what he said after he made those comments and in the group interview, I had asked him, do you really think that that was good leadership? And if so, can you explain to me why? And I didn't think he did a great job of explaining it. And so afterward we talked and I said, cause one of the lines he said in the group was, look, if those guys have a problem with what I said, I'm right here. They should approach me and talk about it with me. And no one's approached me. So I don't think anybody had a problem with it. And so when the group dispersed, I said, do you really think Romeo Dobbs is at a point right now where he feels like he can go to a pro football hall of famer who just called him out in front of millions of YouTube viewers, not by name, but you know, everyone knows you were talking about him. Do you really think he's at a point where he can come up to you and say, Aaron, man, I didn't appreciate that. That was BS. And, 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 and he I think he understood that maybe that was a miscalculation. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing how that, you know, how, you know, because I'm sure Aaron feels like he's the same Aaron, you know, so why shouldn't people be able to do that? But, you know, sometimes that's also, but Craig, but Craig, he's also aware of how guys see him now versus that. Like he, and I think that was the thing that maybe bothered me is that he had always been self-aware about how, you know, there is this off factor. But J- Jason, I, you know, we're a company now of 500 people, right? When we when you joined right. the company, we were a, a company of 50 people or so, right? Um, right. And I could say, right. hey, I'm still approachable. I'm still willing to do this. I'm still this. And then I can do the thing. And I still am not sure how someone's going to react to it. I mean, I, I think it's, it's why those offseason, you know, every opportunity to get time, I think, is so important. We'll talk more with Jason Wildy about the Packers offseason, about Aaron Rodgers. As we roll on, it's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Take a look at me. 
Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. So, Jason, I don't know anything about football, but I was watching. I said to Kyle in the first segment of the show that Aaron Jones was the best player on the offense this year, but I don't know that it makes sense for him to be on the team next year. Are either of those two statements true? Yeah, I think both of them are potentially true. Now, I know um, there are some extenuating circumstances with Aaron Jones in terms of his presence on the roster that have nothing to do with his productivity. Uh, obviously, they have to rework his contract in some way. Obviously, he plays a position that has been devalued in recent years. Obviously, it is also a position with a high injury rate. So all those things are true. And he's also a, but he's also a super high character guy, right, who leadership-wise and all the things we've been talking about, like you would want around. Yeah, and frankly, I was a little, again, disappointed that when Aaron Rodgers rattles off the list of guys that need to be on the team, um, that he didn't include Aaron Jones, frankly. I know he's not as old as some of the other guys he mentioned, but neither are Tunyon and Lazard. Um, but I, but I, I really think, you know, two things. One, Goody said something really interesting. He said when they drafted him in 17, and obviously that was Ted's last draft, you know, they knew he was undersized, and they thought, well, you know, this guy might not last very long. And they drafted Jamal Williams, who's obviously a sturdier back, one round before they took Aaron Jones. And it turned out that, yeah, Aaron Jones has had some minor injury issues and has missed a, a few games, but he's been incredibly durable for a guy his size. He seems really good at making sure that he doesn't take that direct hit. And I've always noticed that about him as a player. But on top of that, like, how would you possibly argue, and, and again, this goes back to Rodgers and the rebuilding thing. How can you argue that you are still playing to win in 2023 if you were to move on for the second consecutive year from your most established, productive, game-changing, explosive player? Right? Like you did it with Adams last year. I don't care how good uh, that four-game stretch was with Christian Watson. He has not done it over an extended period, so I am not going to give him that title of their most explosive playmaker. That is Aaron Jones right now. And if you move on from him after a year after you moved on from Devontae Adams, then you better damn well be moving on toward a rebuild and moving on from Rodgers and everybody else. Is, because, yeah, but is Aaron Jones, is it has it been just kind of flukish? It feels like with injuries and fumbles and drops or whatever, like that by the, in, in the biggest spots, he hasn't been there. Is that fair to say, or is that unfair to say? I mean, I, he's had two gigantic fumbles, right? He had the fumble against uh, San Francisco against uh, Tampa Bay in the NFC championship game. It was actually Mercedes Lewis, who, if you know, we're going to forgive people if we're Rogers, uh, he would, be at the top of the list for his fumble against the 49ers uh, last killer. Year. I mean, that, I mean, I feel like the Packers would have won that game like 49, nothing. And then there's, and then there's the fumble that Aaron Jones had obviously against uh, the lions a couple weeks ago. So yeah, he's had some high profile miscues. I mean, the guy, the guy averages five yards a carry. Like it, I, I like Jamal Williams. He led the league in touchdown runs. Uh, he is very sturdy and durable too. Um, but he got to a thousand yards and he did it like averaging four yards a carry, like the bare minimum of acceptable productivity on a per carry basis in the league. Aaron Jones was like at 5.3. Like he is a difference maker. And and, and Williams uh, did it in a significantly more explosive offense where runs were not expected as much, right? And he would have been running right? against uh, easier you know, fronts from the defense to run against. Yeah, and, and look, I like A.J. Dillon. I, I don't know... Aaron Rodgers predicted going into the season that both he and Aaron Jones could have 50 receptions. Instead, Aaron Jones had 54, something like that. Um, and A.J. Dillon had 28. 
Like, I don't think he's as well-rounded of a player. He's a guy that makes you make a business decision when it comes to tackling him downhill uh, on third and four uh, in December. But I think there's still some inconsistency to his game. Now, could he take over the number one role if they moved on from Jones and be a, a much better player with that opportunity? Absolutely. I wouldn't rule that out. But I, I just don't – I keep hearing the echo of a scout in the Packers personnel department last year who just said you don't get better not having Devontae Adams on your team and I would say that the same phrase would apply if you were talking about Aaron Jones this offseason and do you think he's willing to play around with the numbers like is does he care about being back versus getting the biggest you know amount of money I don't think he's willing to take a pay cut same with David Bakhtiari like if you want to restructure and push more money into the future. And by the way, there's going to be endless money. Like when we think about the Packers and money, uh, the TV deal that is coming and the way dollars are going to be coming for the NFL. And I mean, it's just going to continue to explode. I mean, these numbers are not getting smaller salary cap wise coming up. No, they're not. And so you can afford to do things that, you know, Ted Thompson or Ron Wolf before him, you know, you couldn't make some, there, there was no, there were no mistakes that you could just brush off. And frankly, one of the criticisms I would have had of Ted, and I said this at the time, was that his approach was great for a large portion of his tenure. But toward the end, the cap had gone up to a degree where there was a little more margin for error with free agent mistakes, and he should have been a little more aggressive. Uh, and he wasn't. Now there's even greater margin for error. That doesn't mean you can make a bunch of mistakes and not be in salary cap hell, but they're... All you've got me convinced. I mean, Aaron Jones had a career-high rushing year, a career-high in receptions this year. He needs to be back. I mean, especially if Aaron... If Aaron Rodgers is going to be back, Aaron Jones has to be back. Yep, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. all right. And and where do you think... I mean, is Alan Lazard... uh, I mean, will he be valued on the open market as this like difference making blocker who's like, you know, on a winning team, he could be like a, a big deal or is he like viewed as fringe guy who, you know, Aaron has turned into a, you know, a three who could maybe be a two. So here, here's the phrase that I use for him. And I, it, it's a little, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but yet it does somehow. He felt underappreciated in green Bay. Uh, I, I thought that was pretty clear in his comments after the loss to the Lions. And yet he may have been more appreciated in Green Bay than he would be anywhere else. And I know that seems like an odd juxtaposition, but I think he wanted to be more appreciated for what he could do catching the football. And yet I think the Packers appreciated him more for all the other things he d- does than other teams would. And so the question that I would have is, if he doesn't, if he doesn't leave, will he ever have the role that he believes in his heart he is capable of having as a receiver? And I don't know the answer to that. But I know this: there's a good chance that on the open market, the team that values him the most is still the Green Bay Packers. And if that's the case, I'll be really curious to see how his free agency plays out. All right, then real quick, uh, before we let you go, there are still uh, six teams playing, four of them today. What do you think? Uh, who do you think uh, who do you think we're going to see in these uh, AFC and NFC championships? Well, I, 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 think, um, I think the NFL is holding – they're not rooting uh, against Buffalo per se, but if is – it, is it – correct me if I'm wrong here. If Buffalo wins, it's the – neutral site AFC championship game. If if Cincinnati wins, it's at Kansas City. Is that right? Um, I don't know. Wasn't it the other way around? Because wasn't Cincinnati the one who was like, you know, Maybe. Uh, against it? And I've heard that the but, NFL is really into seeing how this thing works. Like uh, what a neutral, a neutral site AFC and NFC championship down the line could look like. Yeah, the, the the necessity is the mother of invention line applies there. The, I, Tausch is on record on Twitter saying this will never, ever, ever happen. Um, I'll be curious to see if 
if someday he's wrong about that. Um, but I, I look, I really want to see Mike McCarthy's team win. I don't think they will, but I, I really want to see Dallas go in and beat San Francisco. I think it would be a hell of a story. Uh, and I'm, I'm eager to see that happen tonight. The other game, I just think that's going to be a terrific game. Obviously there's a lot, um, from a couple of weeks ago that plays into that, but this is, this should be, I've always believed that this is the best weekend of NFL football, better than opening weekend, better than the Super Bowl, better than the NFC and AFC championship games. Divisional round weekend is my favorite weekend of the NFL. And uh, yesterday with Mahomes getting hurt and the blowout at night, it wasn't as great. I hope today is really, really, really good. Yeah, I think Dallas goes in and beats uh, San Fran. That's my hot. Uh, I know you're hoping for it. That's my hot take of the day. And and then I think it it becomes like this two week like in the hot take world we live in. It's like wait, two weeks ago we were saying Dak Prescott was terrible and he couldn't like win a regular season game against the Commanders, and now we're looking at a final four quarterbacks of Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and. Uh, I think Joe Burrow, but either Burrow and Allen, and you're like, wait, these guys are all MVPs, and Dak Prescott's with them. So is Dak Prescott actually an elite quarterback? Like, and and so <laughs> it's amazing how quick uh, these debates will change, and it's quickly, and it's interesting how quickly the Brock Purdy value, and like, should Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers be uh, the 49ers quarterback next year? Uh, could change if uh, the 49ers were to lose that game. So so many interesting things to come today as. So many interesting co- things always come from a conversation with Jason Wildy. Thanks, Jason. All right, buddy. Thank you. Take care. Be good. There he is, Jason Wildy. Uh, we have our 7 at 11. We're going NBA. I know that makes everyone excited. We're going NBA. 7 at 11 next. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.